the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Live from Northern California, it's Lifeline with Craig Roberts. He's the host of Northern California's longest-running conservative talk show. He's a man with a message, a conservative with compassion. He's Lifeline's own Craig Roberts. Good to have you with us. The Thursday edition of Lifeline unfolding before your shell-like ears on this 14th day of July. And trust you're having a good week so far. We've made arrangements. One more day. And uh, talk to your boss. He's going to let you have a couple of days off on Saturday and Sunday. Sound like a plan? <laughs> certainly hope so. We've got a lot to talk about, though, to get us through tonight's program. And um, we're going to revisit some of these issues because... Uh, you know, it's it's a continuing, moving target in many respects. And I think here in California, as much as we celebrate what transpired with the Supreme Court decision vacating Roe versus Wade here barely a month ago, um, as much as we celebrate that, we also have to be on high alert because compensatory efforts – by the California state legislature, by our governor, to sort of address what they perceive to be is the injustice of allowing local states to uh, make up their own minds, which is always funny because when the feds step in and tell you what to do, they get upset. When the feds step in and say, no, 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 it's not our job to tell you what to do. It's up to the states. You know, they want their cake and eat it, too. We're going to get more details on this potential impact in California as we see this push towards um, not only free abortion, but free abortion for people even outside of the state coming into California from states that have stricter abortion policies in place. Valerie Hill joins us from Real Options a little bit later on in tonight's broadcast. But I want to start a discussion regarding Senate Bill 107. Now, I've got to tell you, if you look at the majority of the work produced by our senator, our state senator from San Francisco, Scott Weiner, uh, it's pretty well it runs the gambit of being from pretty pathetic to pretty outlandish, and uh, to be sure, SB 107 fits squarely in the outlandish category as it seeks to establish another aspect of safe haven in California. We'll talk about abortion safe havens later on. This is a safe haven for those struggling with gender dysphoria, but most egregious is what many are perceiving to be, and perhaps accurately so near-child-abuse-style provisions related to Senate Bill 107. Let's get more. Jonathan Keller joins us, president of the California Family Council. Jonathan, always appreciate you taking time to be with us. Down through the years, you and I have touched on a lot of pretty outlandish, outrageous bills presented here in California. This has got to be in the top 10, maybe even in the top 5, though, Senate Bill 107. Tell us about it. Well, absolutely. Craig, as always, thanks so much for having me. It's, it's always a, plus, uh, a blessing to be with you and your listeners, even over the phone. Um, yeah, this bill, as you've mentioned, we've talked a lot about State Senator Scott Weiner in the past. He's 
uh, no stranger to controversy. He's no stranger to extreme policy. And this bill really, though, uh, even for him, uh, it, it kind of is shocking. Um, if you go to our website at CaliforniaFamily.org, this is one of the top stories we're writing about. The title of the article there is Committee Passes Bill to Make California a Haven, quote-unquote, for trans surgeries and Well, there's, a, there's two parts to this bill. Um, let me tell you the way that Senator Weiner is trying to sell this bill, and then I will tell you why we are so deeply concerned about it and why uh, on a conference call we had today with about 20 state and national organizations, we described this as one of the worst bills this entire year. Um, the way that Senator Weiner is discussing this bill, the way he's trying to propose it, believe it or not, coming from him, is as a parental rights measure. Oh, that's a hoot. Uh, yeah, I, I, will, I will say this again. He is, I mean, you talk about Orwellian. He is looking at this, and he, he is seeing the fact that there are certain states around the country, specifically the state of Texas, and Texas earlier this year both passed some legislation and they, they introduced some policies from their governor and from the attorney general saying that they were deeply concerned about the fact that you had some parents in the state of Texas who were trying to uh, put their children on puberty-blocking drugs, on cross-sex hormones, and in some cases even authorizing them to go through um, surgeries that would, um, I mean, I'm sorry, I realize this is a family show, so I'm going to try to be cautious in the language, but... uh, essentially uh, remove or amputate perfectly healthy body parts just because uh, those body parts supposedly were um, in, incompatible or incongruous with the gender identity that these young people identified. Um, we're not talking about uh, someone who has a, a, an actual medical condition that is a deformity or needs surgery to correct a um, a mutation or something. We are talking about perfectly healthy little boys and little girls who either before they go through puberty or shortly after they go through puberty are having radically invasive and irreversible surgeries that completely scar them for life, not just emotionally, not just um, uh, uh, mentally, but in a very real literal sense they physically scar them for life. They they remove these body parts, they remove these reproductive organs, which now mean that in nearly every single case, these children will never be able to naturally reproduce. They will never be able to have their own children in the future. And in many other cases, um, especially if it's a radical situation where you are um, removing um, Uh, certain body parts, you are now consigning these poor young children to a lifetime of hormone replacement therapy. You're consigning them to a lifetime of endocrine challenges and um, hormonal imbalances. And uh, I mean, it's just a shocking thing to think that any parents would want to consider this and that any doctors would be wanting to consider this. Well, so and, you know, I, and I, especially I, so, and pardon the interruption, but especially so when we put in the context of not only are these largely 
irreversible procedures. But my goodness, Jonathan, I mean, I, I think back to when I was 10, 12, 14, 16 years old. You know, children of that age are young, they are impressionable, they're trying to figure out life, their place in the world. You know, when I was a kid, Tuesday I wanted to be a fire chief, Thursday I was going to be a doctor, Friday grandma said, why don't you be a, a, a dentist instead, so I was going to do dentistry on, you know, by Saturday. You know, I, my, my point is, even for an adult, to try and, with all of the information that they have available to them, and hopefully some life experience and maturity about them, to make this kind of a decision ought to be long, protracted, involved. I'm not endorsing it whatsoever. I, I still think it's fool's folly. But that said, if an adult should choose this sort of path for themselves, they really need to think through the long-term consequences and especially the what if, just what if, you get there and you change your mind, you realize you can't go back. But to say to a child, a minor, oh yeah, you're capable of making these decisions, you can't vote, can't uh, drive a car, can't enter into a contract, but you can irreversibly alter your body and change the course of your entire life, help me understand how on the surface this bill is not child abuse. Well, this is exactly what the state of Texas has essentially said. They have, they have basically warned that these types of uh, procedures, in almost any other situation, they would constitute child abuse. But we have this weird, um, this weird new fetish, and I, I'm sorry to be so blunt, but we have this weird new system where adults seem to think that indulging children and doctors seem to think that indulging children who have gender dysphoria, and instead of saying you have a, uh, an incongruity between how you feel and how your physical biology is, let's get you into some counseling, let's get you into um, some, some help, let's talk about why you feel this way, and let's see if we can help you, you know, make peace and come to terms with the way that you know, God designed you, which we would say as, as, as followers of Jesus, or if, if you're a secular person, just the, the idea of biological determinism, the idea that, look, you, you are a biological female. You do not need to feel like the only way for you to be happy or successful or well-adjusted is to radically and irreversibly change that about you. Um, th that, I think, is, you know, kudos to Texas for that. But this is where, shifting topics, this is, or shifting the, the focus, this is where uh, Senator Weiner comes into play. After this uh, discussion from the state of Texas a few weeks ago, um, Senator Weiner was very disturbed. He was very distraught and saying, oh, how in the world could you have these horrible, hateful, bigoted, transphobic people like the governor of Texas doesn't he know that you're going to you're going to cause more suicides? Doesn't he know that you're going to hurt the feelings of all of these young people and all of their parents? So Senator Weiner said, "Look, if you come to the state of California, if you're a parent who is a resident of Texas, a legal resident of Texas, if you come to the state of California and you have uh, each of these procedures done that Texas does not like." 
don't worry about it. California has your back. We'll make sure that you can get these procedures done confidentially. We'll make sure that you can get these procedures done um, safely, and we will will essentially be, you know, the underground railroad for transgender health care here in the state of California. Yeah, there's another issue I want to have you touch on real quick, Jonathan, before our time expires, and that is this. There has been, as you're aware, undoubtedly, either directly or around the periphery, for decades in this country, debates about how labor unions, for example, use union dues in not just the process of running the union, collective bargaining, but also political campaigns, candidates that the union supports, et cetera, et cetera. And there have been cases that have gone all the way up to the Supreme Court litigating this entire issue to the point where, in many places, um, you can actually opt out of a portion of your union dues that does not go toward anything other than collective bargaining and essentially say, I'm not paying it because I don't want my union dues to go and support candidates or causes that I don't agree with. So let me ask you a question. I look at something like this and I think, you know, I bet there's a fair percentage of Californians that would say, I don't want my tax dollars going to fund abortions. I don't want my tax dollars going to a fund, um, you know, these irreversible surgeries for minors dealing with gender um, dysphoria, how, how can we get a movement started that would say, hey, you know what, if you're going to do that, then I want to be able to say and designate what percentage of those dollars that come out of my tax payments to the state of California instead get routed to, say, a pro-life organization? Well, I think that's, uh, Craig, that's absolutely something we should try to push for. I know, unfortunately, constitutionally, that's always very difficult, even with our California Supreme Court. But I think the first step of this is just the awareness angle. Um, so many families, I don't even think, realize that this is a possibility. I mean, they they don't realize that you have people like Scott Weiner, and, and, and I know we're almost out of time, so very quickly, um, the, pro- the bigger problem with this bill is not only now is it going to allow um, parents to come from the state of Texas who want this surgery for their children, but a provision in the bill basically says that if a child themselves decides they want to have this procedure, whether they are from Texas or whether they are even from our own backyard here in California, a provision of this bill would say that the the minor themselves could make this decision, try to begin this health care process, and essentially begin the process of emancipation. Uh, they could begin to go against the express wishes of their parents, of their guardians, and if it was for the purposes of, quote-unquote, uh, gender-affirming care, the state would begin to hide that from parents and begin the process of letting these children make all these medical decisions on themselves. It's it's really unconscionable. It is, and then and then to see the further insult that it's being uh, sort of couched at Trojan horse, maybe the better way of putting it, by Senator Weiner as parental rights. I mean, you've got to be kidding me. You know, parents need to understand bills like this mean you have zero say about some of the most egregious aspects. Uh, that your child may potentially fall prey to, and I say fall prey because a great deal of this, uh, you know, if a child is struggling, get them some help, um, get them some options, 
at least get them to the point of maturity. Uh, people do all kinds of crazy and destructive things. Uh, but that we're going to codify in California law the ability of children to do crazy, destructive things and completely block the parents from having any say-so or knowledge whatsoever, much like the abortion issue that we'll get into next. It's just, it's unconscionable. Maybe that's the bigger issue going on here. You know, Scripture talks about the the double-minded man and speaks to having one's conscience seared. And I'm just wondering if that's demonstrative of part of this mentality that we're seeing going on here. Uh, now, let me be careful to say that Senate Bill 107 um, passed in committee, and I understand that it's going to be scheduled for um, an Assembly Appropriations Committee with a hearing scheduled for August 3rd, and we will certainly keep you apprised of that as we get closer to the date. Uh, meanwhile, to uh, to reach out to your member of the Assembly and say, please, please, please protect our children. I don't want my tax dollars going to this. I don't want to see children being subjected to these irreversible decisions and ask them to please vote against SB 107. That's SB 107. Complete details on the web at CaliforniaFamily.org. That's CaliforniaFamily.org. Our thanks to Jonathan Keller with the California Family Council for that admittedly horrific update. Not the presentation, but the content, to be sure. 522. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. Well, as I mentioned toward the beginning of tonight's program, uh, we've reveled much in the recent Supreme Court decision vacating pretty not only constitutionally but morally horrific decision handed down by the high court nearly 50 years ago. And uh, and with that, of course, there's been a great sense of celebration. Uh, but before we get too, too excited, let's also be mindful that as, this, as, as it goes, this was not the Supreme Court saying abortion is illegal in America. This is the Supreme Court saying abortion is not protected or codified in any form, even as a so-called unenumerated right within the Constitution, and therefore Decisions regarding such matters, the legality thereof or lack thereof, need to be made by the individual states. So now it's up to California and Utah and Washington and Texas and et cetera, et cetera, to make those decisions. Many states queuing up into all of this already passed laws. Others said the minute it's vacated by the court, our laws will go into effect. Still other states, like California, have doubled down and tripled down to not only continue to provide abortion services legally in California, but on an increasing basis to make sure that Californians are paying for those services, even to the point of suggesting in a new bill that abortion services in California be free. Well, you know, there's no such thing as free lunch, right? That means at the end, California taxpayers will be paying for them. And so when you look at this troubling dichotomy, it means that while some states in the union can celebrate and enjoy the victory lap, here in California, uh, the work just got more difficult in some ways. Thank God that we have organizations like Real Option standing in the gap. And for women that find themselves in unplanned pregnancies that are confused, that feel alone, that don't know where to turn or how to seek complete information, that doesn't come with just an agenda uh, related to money, as typically with the way it's promoted by Planned Parenthood, 
Well, there in the gap stands Real Options. Joining me now is the Chief Executive Officer of Real Options, Valerie Hill. Valerie, welcome. And, you know, as I say, we, we celebrate in the decision by the high court, but that also means for organizations like yours, if it wasn't busy before, it's about to get a whole lot more complicated. Well, thanks for having me on tonight, Craig. You are right. That is uh, exactly what we're hoping we can do is intercept and serve uh, many, many more women uh, as California leans into providing not only abortions for the women that live here, but the travel expenses, as you said, and um, they're calling it abortion tourism. Um, So trying to lure women to come to California for chemical or uh, procedural abortions. So real options, we're, we're in five locations in the Bay Area, medical clinics, licensed medical clinics, providing many um, good services for women, well woman care, prenatal care, STD testing and treatment for women and men, uh, along with the ultrasounds that are so key and the um, optimal health coaching and options consultations for women who are unsure of what to do when they're facing an unplanned pregnancy. You know, one of the big issues here um, that I want to talk about, Valerie, and we've we've touched on this around the periphery in the past, the the notion that uh, there has been a huge mislabel, a misnomer to suggest that those that have supported abortion on demand are somehow, quote-unquote, pro-choice, when in fact seldom, if ever, do they articulate a true choice Right. If that were the case, California, it, like Planned Parenthood, would say we're happy for a a pro-life clinic to stand aside us as an abortion clinic so that women have true choice. But in fact, of course, exactly. that's just a ruse and, and demonstrative of that. And I, I don't know that it's easy to get into the heads of the motivation behind people that do things like this other than they're obviously very angry and are dealing with some pretty significant issues where, for example, um, in the midst of all of this, again, their, their, their own label is, I'm pro-choice. Well, if that be the case, uh, why would they take such steps? And let me give as an, as an example something you guys have been through recently, and that is to, to go mm-hmm. online and use one of the various online um, review services out there and leave right. upwards of 100 fake reviews Mm -hmm. attempting to do nothing more than scare women off. These are not clients. These are not people that have been there to uh, real options before. These are obviously pro-abortion trolls seeking to cause some damage. Tell us what happened. Well, last week, uh, within two days, we received 88 fake reviews to our Yelp page and more, um, not more, but others on our Google uh, review. So what that does is is it's an attempt to harm our online reputation so that women who need us would not find us or would not want to come into our clinics, would not trust us 
when we're actually providing, as you said, true choice with support and compassion and excellent me- medical services. But those women, if they really, ca- if they, these people who are doing this, these trolls, as you said, were really caring about women's choice and women's rights, they would never do this because it is flying in the face of women and their safety, their health, and these opportunities that they have for the services that Real Options provide, along with all the emotional, spiritual, mental support that we can provide for them, a very holistic approach that we take. Really makes you wonder at the end of the day what goes through the mind of somebody who is taking that approach to try and shut down complete access to information for women. You know, this is difficult enough, emotionally enough, confusing enough. And then to say, well, we're just going to try to paint a single-sided picture here, a one-dimensional picture, and maybe hope that they don't notice. I mean, what what goes through a person's mind that does something like that or is motivated that way? I mean, are these people that 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 angry or that confused or that evil or that money hungry or maybe all of the above? Don't know. But it's um, pretty telling, isn't it? Valerie Hill with us today, CEO of Real Options. We're going to speak more about uh, the changing environment here in California. Um, the job is getting more difficult, but the opportunities are also becoming greater for us. But, of course, now is the time not to rest on our laurels. Uh, There's a time to celebrate, and there's time to roll up your sleeves and dive right back in. And it's kind of the point where we're at right now. We have more details for you next as we continue to talk about what it means for California to be a so-called abortion sanctuary state and how can we help make a difference. I'm Craig Roberts, back with more here on the Thursday edition of Lifeline from KFAX. And now back to Lifeline with Craig Roberts. What were those call letters again? I, I, I didn't quite catch that. <laughs> Welcome back to the conversation. Craig Roberts with you here on Radio 1100 KFAX. And we are here talking about the significant changes in some states in the wake of the SOCOTUS decision. And um, in other ways, things getting kind of in a, well, from bad to worse. But... Uh, not to fear. That means the uh, the increased challenge presents increased opportunities, and uh, that certainly is the case here in California, as the California state legislature, the governor, supporting this notion of creating more of a quote unquote sanctuary state. That means even turning on the spigot to encourage people to come from other states to receive abortion procedures? Well, if they're not getting the full truth where they're at and they're coming here and not getting the full truth either, what a shame and what a crime that is. So we've got organizations like Real Options standing in the gap to provide women with all of the necessary information that they need to make an informed decision. And if they choose to keep that child a term, to provide the kind of support necessary through that entire process. Talk to us a bit about this and ways in which it's a real critical time, Valerie, for all of us to be standing with organizations like Real Options, literally standing in the gap at this point. That's true, Craig. It really is. This is a time for the church to rise up and partner with us and other life-affirming clinics around the country. 
Um, there are about half of the states um, that are have some really good protection for the unborn, and people in those states should consider supporting the work of life-affirming clinics and centers like Real Options in California, in Washington, in Oregon, Montana. Um, these are all very pro-abortion states, according uh, to this map that I've been looking at today. And, um, you know, there's a lot to do. There's a lot to do. So it's, it's time to invest in life. It's time to take a stand. I really feel, um, and we've really sensed it at Real Options, uh, that the church is waking up even more to this issue right now because it's become front and center. Um, it's almost like those people that thought it was just something political that they didn't want to get involved in can finally see and understand that it's time to be the church. It's time to be the hands and feet of Christ and show compassion and provide excellent services and support and compassion to women uh, and men facing unplanned pregnancies because uh, we care about parents. We care about both parents, and, and we care about the most innocent, the most vulnerable vulnerable among us is are the preborn children and uh, their little lives hanging in the balance. While these moms and dads, if they're not finding good information, um, it's in California the end of their life. So we want to provide everything we possibly can. Um, to to everyone that needs our services and those women that maybe have taken uh, the chemical abortion pill. There are two medications. I, I think most of your audience is probably a better educated than some to know that, that when you talk about abortion pill, chemical abortion, it's two medications. And that first medication stops the progesterone the natural progesterone from nurturing the life of that fetus, and there can be a miscarriage from that. But if not within 48 hours, she takes a much stronger medication, which will force an abortion to happen. And a lot of these women are not going to be seeing a physician if they're in another state and they're ordering this medication through the mail, or I know California's even talked about putting it in the pharmacy. Uh, it's over the counter. It's not Plan B. This wow. is not Plan B. This is the chemical abortion pill. So between that first and second pill is another opportunity that clinics like Real Options have to do what's called abortion pill reversal treatment to provide that free of charge to these women that have taken that first pill and changed their minds and they don't want to take that second pill. And we have that window of time to do what we call a mid-abortion rescue and perform an ultrasound and, and check on the viability of that baby and give her all the support and information we can to help her and then continue um, to replace the progesterone 
injection, this is a very good dose, and gets the reversal started and then through um, medication that she can get at the pharmacy. Progesterone is so safe and has no side effects on the mom or the baby. It's been used for decades to stop um, repeated miscarriage. And, and this is another thing that, that these trolls have done online is they've, they've gone on websites and they've, they've created content online that says you can't reverse an abortion. You can't do anything about it. If you took the first pill, you have to continue. And that's not true. Women have choices. They have options. And we want to give them all the support that we can uh, to help them change their mind if they want to save the life of their child. You know, it's, um, I don't know what we want to call it, medical malpractice. It's just horrific in my mind. And uh, yeah. we're not going to go too much deeper in this because we need to take a time out, Valerie, and I want to switch gears into another topic. But it's, 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 it's medical malpractice in my mind that the FDA has allowed these RU486-style abortifacients available to the public that is administered without ongoing medical supervision that effectively, and I know some people are going to wince at, at hearing this, and I apologize, I realize we're trying to present a family-friendly program here, but sometimes you just got to say the truth. Um, it essentially induces, I guess for want of a better term, um, through medication induces the woman to miscarry, to self-abort. And when this happens, there's no physician in attendance. There's nobody there to lend moral support, medical support. There's nobody there to supervise that something doesn't go wrong, that the woman doesn't bleed out, that there aren't other complications. You've basically thrown the entire hormonal balance into a tizzy to create this horrific side effect. And that's what it really is. It's a side effect of the medication. And the fact that they would even consider this to be OTC in California, I'm shocked, Valerie. I am absolutely shocked. certainly is not care for women. It is not health care. It is not reproductive health for women. <laughs> it is, it is um, horrible. It's barbaric, and it's very, very sad, and uh, it is no way to treat women. We can do better. We can do better as a church. We can do better as a culture. We can do better for women. And uh, we need to band together and do that. Yeah, and I want to change up the conversation when we come back after the break into more positive aspects and talk about okay. ways in which we can do better and how people can get involved. Valerie Hill with us today with Real Options. By the way, more information online by going to friendsofrealoptions.net. That's friendsofrealoptions.net. All kinds of great resources there for you to learn more about the work of Real Options throughout the San Francisco Bay Area, the difference that they are making, and how you can be a part of making that difference. I'm Craig Roberts, back with more as Lifeline continues. And now back to Lifeline with Craig All Roberts. All right. Thank you, sir. Valerie Hill is with us tonight with... Real Options, information again on the web at friendsofrealoptions.net. That's friendsofrealoptions.net. 
Valerie, we've heard such things as, for example, yesterday was announced the governor of New York is setting aside two sets of $15 million to provide Mm -hmm. abortion providers in that state. I understand that in Santa Clara alone, a county that's dealing with a lot of issues, a pretty significant homeless problem, et cetera, et cetera, and and soon about to lose great America, I understand, that they've managed to come up with $3 million to go to Planned Parenthood. It's a shame that, uh, again, if government purports to uh, to be equal and fair and provide parity and real choice, that there's not some money coming the way just as, a, you know, without strings attached, use it as you feel fit in order to help educate women. We know, of course, that's not the case, and that's not going to happen anytime soon, if ever, in our lifetimes. So that really comes down to people like you and me and the folks in the pews and and the people that have a passion for for life and want to protect it to step up to the plate and help make a difference. And maybe you can spend the next few moments, if you would, and kind of help us understand if, if Californians are ultimately having to pay for abortions for everybody, includes those coming out of state, then where does the funding come from for organizations like yours that can give women information and true opportunities at choice, quote-unquote? Well, that's a great question. Uh, Most of our support, over 90% of our support, comes from people like me and you, Craig, individuals who care about life, who care about women, men, and students, and pre-born babies. And so they invest uh, by giving into... uh, our 501c3 at Real Options, and we appreciate uh, the generosity of the people that support us. Um, we do have uh, a community grant once in a while, but it's it's few and far between. In fact, right now we have a grant that uh, $250,000 will match um, your giving through August 31st. We call it our Summer Match Campaign. And we're blessed to have this grant for such a time as this when we really do need to strengthen um, the organization and the five clinics around the Bay to be able to meet the needs and to provide the excellent medical services and um, all that goes along with them for women that are finding us, finding us online. and finding us on their phones and finding our website. And so we're uh, very happy and blessed to be able to offer uh, this matching grant opportunity. And if people want to give, give stock. Um, That's a great tax way to give, tax planning way to give, because you don't have to pay tax on your stock. And Real Options will cash it in and use it for serving women, safeguarding lives and uh, impacting families and students uh, with our sexual risk avoidance education that we have going on right now. We have summer workshops going on right now to help students going into middle school, high school, um, different age group workshops, and our education team is busy doing that because if we can reach them now, and your investment comes into real options for this, we are going to have a better and brighter future for these students that understand healthy relationships and um, understand what's toxic in a relationship and what cyberbullying is about and what their love language is and 
kids are getting educated in ways through our curriculum, our um, optimal health curriculum that's just amazing, things that I wish I would have learned before middle school or even in high school or college. So there's a lot you can do to safeguard lives and save lives as well as serving women who find themselves in desperate, life-altering decisions so that we can be there for them, we can be the safety net, and that's how the church rises up um, to partner with us. Uh, Individuals and mission boards on churches who include us very generously to be a part of safeguarding lives with real options. Thousands of families are served by us every single year. About, uh, over a thousand babies' lives, almost a thousand and forty lives saved last year, and we're hoping to reach more this year. But it, it's always a holistic approach at Real Options. Uh, we care about women and men who suffered pregnancy loss, whether it be miscarriage or past abortion. We have wonderful retreats, so your investment goes far and wide for prevention education, for the medical services and support, and also for the pregnancy loss healing for people who already made an abortion decision years ago and they need healing. And our Rachel's Vineyard Retreat is coming up in August. People can go online to friendsofrealoptions.net and sign up for that. And I promise they will not be disappointed. It's the best weekend of of the lives of the people that have been through it. They just would never trade that experience. It's it's full of compassion, full of grace, full of the love of Jesus. Um, And they can become the forgiven and set free people that God wants them to be, that Jesus died for them to be. Valerie, final question tonight. I'm curious, in your viewpoint, as we, you know, this decision handed down by SCOTUS to vacate the 73-row decision, um, is still working its way out. By that I mean that uh, some of these regulations that are being passed by other states um, have not fully gone into effect. There are other states like our own that are trying to figure out just how extreme can we possibly be in offering mm-hmm. abortion on demand with no strings attached. Meanwhile, we're anticipating an influx of people coming into the state seeking abortions, and there's going to be a very narrow, um, almost 11th hour window of opportunity as people come here that maybe is the night that they've arrived and staying in a hotel room anticipating going in for a procedure tomorrow, that we have a scant opportunity to be able to get some truth to them so that they can perhaps change their mind and make a decision on an informed basis as opposed to being sort of coerced into all of it, such as the case with the way um, organizations like NARAL and Planned Parenthood have manipulated the facts for so many decades now. Does that, in your mind, yeah. give a real uptick sense of, of urgency here in terms of people getting behind and, and standing with organizations like Real Options? This is this is a time to do that. This is a time to get on the life train and uh, pray. Ask God what you can give. Ask Him what you can do. We have wonderful volunteers and volunteer opportunities. We have many positions open for paid staff positions 
Uh, we need nurses. We really need nurses. It's not easy, Craig, to find uh, pro-life nurses who want to serve in our clinics and be on the payroll and get trained in obstetrical ultrasound and be a part of this uh, team for life. But we need nurses. We need them in all of our locations. Oakland is a very busy clinic. We could serve more women if we had more nurses. Um, our nurses are are providing most of our services. We have a wonderful nurse practitioner that comes in and does prenatal care and well woman uh, appointments. But uh, by and large, our nurses are under the direction of our medical director are providing most of our services and those ultrasounds are key and uh, so yes we need we need help and we need people and we need investment and we need your prayers so that we can and especially over our digital marketing real options has one of the most robust digital marketing uh, campaigns uh, of any life-affirming medical clinic organization in the country. We really do. And we have an amazing person in Donna Heckey, our director of uh, marketing, our vice president of community outreach. She is um, the best doing this. And, and she really handled those 88 fake reviews and responses to them uh, on her own uh, it wasn't an easy couple of days for, for Donna. But oh, I can imagine. I can imagine. And, uh, you know, this is the reason why, again, getting the truth out, bringing parity and balance is so critically important. So I want to encourage folks, stand in the gap. Be there to make a difference. And if you've been wondering, as you've been watching the news out of D.C., how I can get involved, how you can de- uh, play a more significant role, then we invite you to check out friendsofrealoptions.net. That's the website where you can find out more about the work and outreach of Real Options and, most importantly, how to stand with them. Friendsofrealoptions.net. That's friendsofrealoptions.net. Our thanks to Valerie Hill, CEO of Real Options, for being with us on this segment of Lifeline. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.